Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Elaine Podcast. I'm your host, the one and the only Emmy Shoe. And today we are having our Black History Special Part 7. So to kick off our discussion for today, the topic of the day is starting with the Brazilian Black Front of 1933. So I wanted to tell you guys a little quote um, to start off today's podcast. And it says, there is a stereotype of who can be intelligent and competent, who can have power. In Brazil, it is rich white men who represent the face of power. And this was said by Benita da Silva. She is a Afro-Brazilian senator. Ooh, she's a Taurus, born April 26th. Okay, make sure. I just didn't want to say the wrong thing. But yes, Miss Benita da Silva is a Afro-Brazilian senator. And um, pretty much the Brazilian Black Front of 1933 It is a huge part of the Afro-Latin Americans history. And I feel like when people think about African-Americans or Black people in general, they don't think about the African diaspora and they don't think about the fact that all colored people um, come from all around the world. So there is a certain group of African descendants that are from, you know, Latin culture, and they deserve to be represented. So do your research on Afro-Latin Americans and also the Brazilian Black Front of 1933. Um, I'm not going to go too much in detail today because I really on that because I want you guys to do your own research and learn for yourself of the history of the Black, the Brazilian Black Front of 1933. Like I said, I'm just here to just introduce to those who may not have known. And um, of course, later on, I'm probably gonna come back and talk more about things like this. But this is just an introduction and and that quote really spoke to me. Um, Let me see, where did I get that quote from? So that I can give you guys a little backstory. Okay, so when I was researching the black, the Brazilian black front of 1933, I came across this journal article um, named Racial Representation and Brazilian Politics, Black Members of the National Congress 1983 through 1999. And this is written by OTA Johnson III. And that is how um, this is the volume 40, number four. So pages 97 through 118. So that's how 
this journal article started off. So that's how I just wanted to introduce um, the Brazilian Black Front of 1933 off. And so in the um, in this journal article, basically, it just talked about um, Black Africans from Brazil. And and I'm going to read a little bit about this study. So it says this study uses the term black African Brazilian and Afro Brazilian interchangeably to refer to Brazilians of African ancestry, including people whom popular discourse might call mon morenos or mulattoes or other terms indicating mixed racial and ethnic background. The official Brazilian senses have five main color or racial categories, white, black, yellow, brown, and indigenous. So I just wanted to touch on that for you guys because of the fact that there's just so much to our black history and the fact that in Brazil um they labeled people according to color and they have these five categories white black yellow brown and indigenous so I just wanted everybody to take a moment and just think about that and do some research and understand um, that background a little bit more because it's just very interesting to me personally, the fact that, you know, this is another instance where we see in a whole nother part of the world where the color line, where that um, is seen where you can see that people separate, you know, everyone based upon the color of their skin and um, just how people are categorized based upon the color. And I, this is my first time really hearing the term yellow. I definitely heard the term black white, brown, and indigenous. But as far as yellow, this is my first time hearing the term yellow. So I definitely want to do more research personally to um, learn what they mean by if someone is yellow or I, I've heard of indigenous before, but what is their term? What do they mean by indigenous when they use the term indigenous and what categorized a person from being black, yellow, brown, and indigenous. So that's where I want to start learning um, how they differentiate um, between those terms. So I'm just going to leave that with that and go on to our next topic of the day, which is Mr. Brown Rushwarm. Mr. John Brown Rushwarm is Bowdoin College's first African-American graduate 
He is a part of the class of 1826. And he is known also as the third African-American to graduate from an American college. He was born in Port Antonio, Jamaica, and he is the son of a white planter and a black slave. So Mr. John is a mixed person. He has white ancestry and he has black ancestry. So that means he would be considered a mixed race or a mulatto or whatever the case may be. Mr. John was the first African-American to graduate from Bowdoin College, but he was the third African-American to graduate from an American college, period. So just think about that. He is, as of we know, the third out of all African-Americans to graduate from college. That That's amazing. So a little bit more about John. He joined a group of free black men in New York City, and they founded the Freedom's Journal. And the Freedom's Journal is the first newspaper owned and operated by African-Americans in the United States. You can look at more information at library.bowden.edu and you can find more information about him. All right, so it was something else that I wanted to talk about about Mr. John. So let me pull up the text. Okay, so I did a little research um, about Mr. John and I came across this book. It is called The Struggles of John Brown Rushwan, The Life and Writings of a Pan-Africanist Pioneer, 1799 through 1851 by Winston James. And um, so I went to part two, which is the part of the book where's the selected writings of John. And so... I just want to read a small little excerpt from this part where they were talking about education. So education being an object of the highest importance to the welfare of society, we shall endeavor to present just and adequate views of it and to urge upon our brethren the necessity and the expediency of training their children while young to habits of industry and thus forming them for becoming useful members of society. It is surely time that we should awake from the lethargy of years and make a consecrated concentrated effort for the education of our youth. We form a spoke in the human will and it is necessary that we should understand our pendants of the different parts and their and theirs on us in order to perform our part with proprietary. Okay, then I'm gonna go down a little bit more and it says the civil rights of a people being of the greatest value, it shall ever be our duty to vindicate our brethren when oppressed and to lay the case before the public. We shall also urge upon our brethren who are qualified by the laws of the different states the expediency of using their elective 
franchise and of making an independent use of the same. We wish them not to become the tools of party. Okay, this is the last part. This is the last part I want to read for y'all today. As education, it was rendered civilized man superior to the savage as the as the dissemination of knowledge is continually progressing among all other classes in the community, we deem it expedient to establish a paper and bring into operation all the means with which our benevolent creator has endowed us for the moral, religious, civil, and literary improvement of our injured race, of our injured race. Experience teaches us that the press is the most economical and convenient method by which the this object is to be obtained. Okay, so as you see, the Freedom Journal did an amazing job at um, making sure that they press forward for equality and they understood they understood the they understood the importance of education and they made sure that they shared their knowledge with their peers because they understood the power that education has and they understood the importance for a uh, black person to be educated. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. Make sure you give us five stars and leave a review. When you're on Spotify, make sure you search Amisha and the Elaine podcast will come up. Let's talk about it. When you messing with somebody and y'all been having sex and doing y'all thing, y'all got y'all little situation going on, you get to see a side of them that nobody else gets to see. And I wanted to talk about this because I started to realize that people, they uplift their friends and they talk about their friends a certain way that the people they dated don't really talk about them. So... What I mean by this is, okay, so say is this person, when you ask their friends about them, they be like, oh, he's loyal. He's always there when I need them or she, she's always there when I need her. Um, whenever I call, he or she answers. Um, when we go out, we always have a great time. Um, we have great conversation. Um, what else? Uh, just all of these good things. People just always say good things about their friends and uplift their friends and all this good stuff. But if someone that dated that person talks about them, nine times out of 10, they're going to talk about different things because they got to see a different side of that person. And I thought about this because I realized that somebody that I was dating, like if you would ask his friends about him, 
they would say all of these great things about him. But if someone, if somebody was to ask me about him, I would say certain things about his character that some people would be like, oh, she lying because they have never seen that side of that person before. So to them, I would be telling a story or like making things up or exaggerating. And my opinions about that person wouldn't really be valid because I was the only person to see that side of that person. Like that person only really treated me that way. So I was the only person who was, who saw that side of them. And I just feel like Sometimes some people, they act totally different when it comes down to the people that they're messing with. Like when they're around their friends or their family members, they're this certain type of person. But as soon as they are like messing with somebody or like fucking with somebody, you get to see a side of them that nobody gets to see. You get to see how they treat you differently from the other people in their life and it's like if they don't really respect you on a certain level it's like that person can really be not really a nice person and that person could possibly you know really be mean and nasty and that person could possibly treat somebody with the utmost disrespect but Nobody else will see that because when they get around their friends and their family, they have this whole totally different persona. Like, for example, a lot of men behind closed doors, they beat on their wife. They talk down to their wife or vice versa. The woman beats on the husband, talks down on the husband or whatever the case may be. But when they around other people, oh, they're sweet, they're uplifting, they you know, they're involved in their community and all this other stuff. But only person who really gets to see that other side of them is that person that they're dealing with and that has that type of relationship with them. And it's just crazy because I just really took a moment to sit back and think about how I treat people and how I act when I'm talking to someone or dealing with someone that I'm interested in or whatever versus like somebody that I just see as a friend or a family member or whatever the case may be. And I can honestly say I do kind of act a little different when it comes to someone that I'm dating. Ooh, that's my stomach. When it comes down to someone that I'm dating or somebody that I'm, you know, interested in having a certain type of relationship with, I do, you know, switch it up just a little bit, but not like I'm not completely changing who I am as far as like beating up on people and lying and doing other malicious activities, but I am, you know, a little bit less aggressive as far as like how I come off or whatever. I try not to be so, um, I try not to let my attitude get the best of me because I know that sometimes I have a bad attitude and I let things get to me and I try not to let that affect my relationships. So, 
I really try to practice patience and I try to listen um, for understanding. But um, as far as really like treating somebody completely different, I can't say anybody. I can honestly say anybody that I've ever dated cannot really say anything negative about me, to be honest, because it's like. I'm really the same person, whether you're my family or I'm messing with you. Like, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to talk to you like we cool. We just having a good time. Um, I never have any bad intentions. I really don't cuss people out like that. Um, If you do me wrong, I really don't even like go there with people anymore. So if you do something that I don't like, I have a a good way of just swallowing whatever it is and backing back and just moving forward with my life and not really showing my ass and really being a mean and nasty person when it comes to the people that I'm messing with. Because you just never know sometimes who you messing with and what people are capable of. So I just try to make sure that I watch myself and I'm very intentional with everything that I say and everything that I do. And I don't ever want nobody to feel like, you know, I was, I never want anybody to feel like they um, didn't get a chance to really experience who I am and you know I just I don't know maybe I just don't have it in me to be that way but I definitely 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 have noticed that some people they're really probably going through some things within themselves because when I hear or see other people talk about them versus how they treated me I'm like where is this person? Like, who is this person that you are to them? Why can't you be that way towards me? Why haven't I seen this nice, loving and caring and dependable person? Why did I get to see the angry and demeaning and uh the ugly side of you why did I have to see that side of you that's what I'd be wondering like why do I get to see like the lowest of people sometimes like I feel like some people they really show me the their lowest and other people gets to see their high moments and get to see their good moments I don't know that just really shocked me and I really wanted to talk about it. So y'all let me know if y'all understand a little bit what I'm talking about and if you ever experienced this for yourself. Because that's that's definitely something that I've noticed and I've been paying attention to. All right, so let's talk about how a liar can never be trusted. So someone wrote this in for a topic to be talked about on the podcast. So thank you for suggesting for us to talk about this so me um lying is I've said this it's it's a deal breaker for me I feel like if you have to continuously lie over and over and over again then 
I can't trust you simply because I feel like people who feel like they have to lie, I feel like they would do other things as well. So me, I would rather know the truth and I'd rather know where you stand than to have this idea of what I feel like is the truth. Um, Because I've lived a portion of my life where I was living a lie, where I thought my life was this way and I was in my bubble and I had envisioned what my life was was like and then when the truth came to the surface I realized that all of this I this idea of what my life was was a complete lie so I had to really take time to get back to reality and understanding the truth and that that's a hard pill to swallow when you realize that for this period of time you thought things were this way and in real life they were this way um so lying is something that I can't I can't deal with and I feel like sometimes I I have lied before in my life so I'm not saying that I, I haven't lied before but as far as just repeat like constantly lying over and over again, I don't I don't see the purpose of that. I don't really do that and I try to be as honest as possible. I may not tell the whole truth or like explain everything in detail, but as far as just completely coming up with bullshit and just saying off the wall things that just are complete lies. I don't do that. And I don't want anybody in my life or around me who feels as if that it's okay to lie to me and to feel like it's okay to feed me bullshit. I can't, I can't deal with it. I don't want to be around it. I don't, I don't like having to think about things. I feel like liars, they, well, I feel like people who are liars, they don't even have to think about it. Like it just rolls off their tongue with ease. It's like they can easily come up with these stories and just feed it to people. I don't know. I don't like it. Um, I don't feel like anyone should want someone that, constantly lies to them to be in their circle but hey sometimes you just never know and you have to wait to the moment to figure it out um I've had a a lot of liars in my lifetime to come into my life and um eventually down the line the truth came out but during the time you know they was lying and you know doing what they do but yeah, liars can never be trusted. Liars definitely need to be, you know, always keep one eye open with them because you just never know. You just never know. And it's like if someone for a period of time was lying and then they came forward about their lies and then then after the fact they try to, you know, gain your trust back, I feel like people deserve taking chances sometimes but um 
you you should just always be cautious because you just never know they could revert back to their old ways you just never know All right, so I want to introduce this new part of this show to you guys where I'm going to start trying out restaurants and giving you guys feedback about the restaurants that I visited because I love to eat. I know you guys love to eat. So let's talk about food and great drinks. So I visited this spot called BGR, the burger joint. And I was craving a nice, juicy, fat burger. And I just know I wanted to have bacon on there. And I wanted some fries. And I wanted them to be hot and fresh out the grease. And also, I ordered a milkshake. So, I ordered the Triple D Burger. It had bacon, American cheese, um, jalapenos and egg. I'm not sure if it had anything. It might have, it might've had onions on there too, but I'm not sure. But I know for a fact it had jalapenos, cheese and egg. And it was a thick, nice, juicy burger patty. And it was just perfect. And it was on a brushed bun, nicely buttered, nice and hot as soon as i bit into it it was just juicy and i get my burger well done i don't know how y'all eat y'all burgers but i eat my burgers well done um but you can get it cooked however you like it which is good because everybody had different preferences um i also ordered the garlic fries the garlic fries are good um and i had the oreo milkshake now as far as the oreo milkshake it was okay um, I personally like my Oreo milkshakes to be more vanilla based with Oreo chunks in it, but that milkshake, they made it to where it was like the Oreo was like really cut up very finely and mixed into the milkshake. I don't know. I really don't like my milkshake, my Oreo milkshake like that, but that's how they make theirs and they could have did the milkshake a little bit different maybe i need to try a different one because their oreo milkshake really not the best to me honestly but the burger and the fries were delicious the oreo milkshake was uh, was okay and if you like your oreo milkshake to be made like that then it's good for you but they didn't they don't make their oreo milkshake how i like my oreo milkshake to be made and then i really wanted like some whipped cream or something to go on top but they don't give you that I don't know if you could have the eggs for it or what, but it didn't come with it. So that was just that. But I really enjoyed my burger and my fries. And I had a nice little personal date by myself. And it was really, really good. So 
If you have any restaurants that you want me to try, please give me some suggestions so that I can go to these restaurants and order some food and come back and give y'all some review on my new places to eat. I love this. I don't know what I'm going to name this segment of the show just yet, but I definitely am going to be reviewing food. I have a few other places that I've visited already that's going to be on the next upcoming shows. So um, definitely leave your suggestions um, either in my DMs or um, y'all know y'all can email um, the Elaine brand at gmail.com. Um, so yeah, the burger joints. Oh, and I forgot to mention that it is located in Atlantic station. Um, it's right across the street from Publix. Visit www.theelanebrand.com. Shop our store. We have bundles, wigs, and lashes. Need to contact customer service? Email shop at theelanebrand.com. A trip down memory lane. So I went to Mexico a couple years ago and I had an amazing time. Honestly, now that I'm thinking back on it, was that my high school graduation? So that was definitely a couple years ago. Um, Let me think. Was that? I think that was. When I went to Mexico, I think that was my trip for high school graduation. The reason why I think I thought about this is because, you know, my college graduation is coming up, but we're going to talk about that a little bit later once the time get closer. But so I went to Mexico and this was the first time I could probably say I really got drunk for for real. And it's like me when I get drunk, I get real quiet and sleepy. And I really don't get loud. Um, It's either we lit, we dancing, having a good time, or I'm quiet and I'm ready to go to sleep. So this time I was just quiet and I was ready to go to sleep and I was ready to get back on the boat. And I ate really, really good. Y'all, the food in Mexico is so freaking amazing. Like... I love Mexican food. If you know me, then you know I love fajitas. I love guacamole. I love salsa. And I love Mexican food. I love Mexican food. And when I went to Mexico, I don't know if it was just the fact that I was in Mexico. So I was just doing the most. But their Mexican restaurants their restaurants because it wouldn't be called Mexican restaurants because we're in Mexico right right so their restaurants are amazing and the restaurant we went to it basically was like a little family restaurant and it was basically we were basically sitting outside and we ordered I had fajitas and I just remember we had came from the tequila farms and we tried the different ages of tequila and it was like 14 shots back to back and we went to two of these farms so 
Some of those shots I didn't take. I just sipped on it just to taste it. But I definitely took about 10 shots that day. 10, like about 10 to 15 different shots between the two places that we went to. Because at a certain point I had to tap out because it was just too much. But whenever you go to Mexico, try to find the tequila farm because you get to try the different types of tequilas for free and you get drunk so that's a good time and then y'all can go get some good food i had rode the horses and mexico was just amazing for me call 678-460-6706 call 678-460-6706 you can have a conversation with me about anything you want you can promote your business, shout out your friend or family member, or ask for advice. Make sure you stay tuned to my Instagram page because that is when I will post when the phone line is open for you guys to call in so that you can talk to me for the podcast and I'll have time to upload your phone call to the podcast and all that good stuff. All right, so it's time for Amisha's playlist. I'm going to tell you guys some songs that I've been listening to, and I might go through a song or two for you guys today. So let's go to my playlist because I added some good, good songs to my playlist the other day when I was listening to music. Okay, so where do I start? My stomach hurt. Okay, here we go. We finna we finna start y'all off. I was listening to nineties R and B music and y'all. Forever My Lady by Joe Deceit will for all will for what am I trying to say? Will always be a jam. It will always be on the playlist. It will always get played. Like it's never going out of style. Ever, 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 ever. That one is for the books. That one might be played at my wedding if I ever get married. Okay. Hey, Mr. DJ. Y'all. A song. A song. A song. Okay. Um, Zanay by Zanay. Too Close by Next. Too Close by Next. That is a good song. Ooh, Candy Rain, Soul For Real, y'all. I think I might, that might be one of the ones that I go through the lyrics today. Can We Talk by Tevin Campbell. Y'all, I'm giving y'all all of the good stuff. This is the good stuff. Poison by Bill Biv DeVoe. Did I say that word? Yeah. All right. Head Sprung by LL Cool J. And that's my playlist for today. Okay, so let's go through these lyrics for Forever My Lady. He said, so you're having my baby and it means so much to me. There's nothing more precious than to raise a family if there's any doubt in your mind you can count on me i'll never let you down lady 
believe in me. He said, you and I would never fall apart. You and I, we knew right from the start, baby, baby, the days. We fall so far in love. Now our baby is born healthy and strong. Now our dreams are reality. Forever, my lady. Forever, my lady. Whoa. I, I say just what I mean. And I know forever and never, I pray is what I see. Yes, my baby. If I ever lose you, tell me where would I go? Life would have no meaning. And I pray that you will always stay with me. Y'all. It's a song. Okay, let me see if I want to do this one. So, I must go through the lyrics of Candy Rain for y'all. He said, they say, my love, do you ever dream of candy-coated raindrops? You're the same, my candy rain. Have you ever loved someone so much you thought that you'd... <laughs> How you say this? So much they thought that you'd die and give so much... How you say that part? Okay, Sam. Have you ever loved someone so much you thought you died? Giving so much, giving so much of yourself. It seems the only way. Tell me what you want and I, and I will give it to you. Cause you are my love. Do you ever Dream of candy coated raindrops. <laughs> yeah, can't just no C candy coated raindrops. You're the same, my candy rain. All right, that's all y'all getting today. That's all y'all getting on the vocals today. All right, all right, all right. I'm at 47 minutes. I need to hurry up. <laughs> okay, I hope I got some nice little vocals in there for y'all. All right, ask Misha. So I posted on Instagram. Y'all already know to get y'all questions in. And somebody said, I want in. And I don't know what he mean by he want in. Like, what do you want in on? Where do you want to go in? Like, what are you talking about, sir? You got to be a little bit more specific with your questions, people. A little bit more specific. I need a little bit more variety of questions. I thought I had... um an advice letter, but I guess she forgot to send it. So I'm gonna make sure I DM her to see if um she's gonna send it for the next episode. And yeah, so I don't know what he means by I want in, but that's what he said. All right. Stay in your lane. Strengths and weaknesses. So I wanted to talk about um 
us paying attention to our strengths and our weaknesses because everybody has strengths and weaknesses. Everybody has areas where they are executing and, you know, they're good at. And then they have other areas where they may lack in and they need to strengthen those areas and work towards building whatever that skill or that trait is. Um, because everybody's not perfect and there's certain things that everybody needs to work on and there's certain areas that everybody does very well in. For example, like math has always been a strength of mine. A weakness of mine has been, uh, procrastination. Um, sometimes I can get very, when I'm in my feelings, and like I'm going through stuff personally sometimes I'll I procrastinate because it's like I want to deal with whatever it is that I'm dealing with at that moment and I had to learn that sometimes I have to not allow my personal feelings get in the way of business and no matter what's going on or how I feel in the moment, I can't allow um, my personal emotions to get in the way of my business. And I can't allow um, things that's going on to stop the grind. And so what I when I realized that weakness that I had, I was honest and upfront on myself. And that's all that it is about being transparent and honest about what areas in your life you are lacking and what areas in your life you need to improve on. And how can you use your strengths to help you in the areas of your weaknesses? That is all that it's about. It's about using your strengths to make your weaknesses strengths and like if you can't even look yourself in the mirror and be honest about things that you need to work on like I know I know that me when I get excited about something I'm excited I'm ready to put in the work I'm ready to go full 100% everything a weakness of mine is acknowledging the reality behind things so I had to use my strength which is ambition and um drive my strength of ambition and drive with to um help me with my weakness of being logical and being reasonable because it's like I would be so ready to indulge in this new business adventure but then I lack you know areas like maybe I don't have the right type of equipment or maybe I don't have the finances to really um support whatever the project is that I want to do so my ambition and my drive I can you know create a plan so that I can get the correct equipment that I need so now 
that weakness is turned into a strength. Now I have the equipment that I need. Um, and as far as um, what I say, the the finances. Okay, so my strength having com- great communication skills. Um, I can create a business plan and create a SWOT analysis and create um, and form these documents together and send it out to investors. So these investors can cover my finances and help me in the finance department. So that is just a way to look at your strengths and your weaknesses and how to use your strengths to make your weaknesses into strengths and how to balance and be honest with yourself and look at areas that you need to improve on. So I just want everybody to take a moment and write down your strengths and your weaknesses and figure out ways that you can use the use your strengths to make your weaknesses better so that they can become strengths. So Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Elaine Podcast. Like I said at the beginning, I am the one and the only Amisha, and I will see you all in the next podcast. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Amisha. We got to get these numbers up, 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 up. And I thank you guys for all of the downloads for the podcast. I'm super, super excited because I am reaching my goals faster than I really thought that I was going to and I'm really really happy with the results of this podcast so continue listening continue sharing and let's keep the podcast going